Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 7. But when they continued asking him, he looked up and he said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw the first stone at her. There have been many teachers and pseudo-teachers throughout time who have served up their conjecture as to just what Jesus was writing there in the dirt that day. But you know, the truth is, no one knows. No doubt we weren't supposed to, or our Lord would have seen to it that the record of such would have found its way into the fabric of scriptural history. It seems that what he wrote was not the issue anyway, rather a biding of time in which to make the moment his. As he waited there, writing upon the ground in perceived disregard, Scripture tells us that they grew more emphatic, continuing to ask him for a ruling. After all, those on the street that day didn't really want to stone that woman. No, they wanted to stone him. Now, the answer of Christ was not only brilliant, but expresses a rather profound and eternal doctrinal truth. While those of faith may be in a position to recognize sin, to be the judge of such, not to mention the executioner, would demand that one must be free of sin and perfect in the sight of God. By handling the matter in this way, he expressed one, justice. She was guilty of recognized sin, two, mercy. She was not executed, but set free despite her guilt. And three, the qualification of one who would take upon himself or herself the mantle of judge and executioner, that of perfection, which certainly (laughs) narrows the pool of candidates out on the street that day. Now, note that this is the only thing recorded that Jesus ever wrote. And even in that, the wind and the feet of the passerbys would erase it from the pages of history. More books have been written pro and con about this God-man than any other figure in all of history, yet he himself left no writings in his own hand. Now, no doubt because the message Jesus brought to mankind was not a Pulitzer bestseller, but rather his message was delivered via his life, his death, and his resurrection. It seems the pen has always been in the hands of men. To look upon him and to bear bear those words he once asked his apostles. Who do you say that I am? Now, many would like to claim this same mantle. Gandhi once said, my life is my message, but... He was an extremely prolific writer, including penning his own autobiography. Many proclaimed messiahs and prophets and teachers and holy men. Well, they have come and gone, leaving only their own scribbles and writings. Jesus left more than ideology and more than just written wisdom. He left a legacy of redemption, salvation, and he did it with his own blood. Jesus did more than leave a word. He was and is 
the living word. John 8, verse 8. We pick it up again. He stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger. When they heard it, being convicted by their conscience, they went out one by one, beginning from the oldest even to the last. Jesus was left alone with the woman where she was in the middle. Jesus, standing up, saw her and said, Woman, where are your accusers? Did no one condemn you? And she said, No one, Lord. Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go your way. From now on, sin no more. Now suddenly it seemed the tables were turned. Those who were on the tack stood now as if naked, stripped of all the walls and the facade men place around and upon themselves, the cloak of self-protection, the cloak of self-preservation. Standing before our Messiah, well, it's all taken away. There's no hiding from God. Each one is convicted by God's built-in check system. Each one, from the oldest to the youngest, from the one who had the most time to accumulate a sin debt to the one with the shortest list. But they all walked away because the amount of sin made no difference. They were all guilty and they all knew it. He who is without sin among you, let him throw the first stone at her. So in the end, there was no one left, just the woman and the one and only perfect judge. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And further in Romans 2.1, it says, Therefore you are without excuse, O man, whoever you are who judge. For in that which you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. Please note how this perfect judge dealt with her and her sin. Did he write her off? No. Did he condemn her and verbally berate her for her sin? Jesus did not condemn her, nor did he pardon her. No, he simply offered her another chance and a different life. He did not condone her sin or excuse it. He made himself simply clear, go and sin no more. Stop sinning. That's it. Just that simple. Not in the doing, but certainly in the concept. It was up to her now. It's up to each one of us. It always has been. She could not blame her accusers for her life from this point onward. She could not say she did not understand, nor did she have any other excuse. She would have to decide whether what just happened, redemption from death and forgiveness of her sin, was enough. She had to decide, was it enough? Was it enough to turn her from her sin or not? Is it enough for you? Or are we daily cognizant of the fact that this woman is truly the embodiment of each one of us? Chapter 8, verse 12 of the book of John, and we pick it up again. Therefore, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus goes on here to speak one of the most profound statements he ever spoke. Embracing his deity, he claims the I am of the God of Moses, the I am of my Redeemer. 
He says he is the light of the world. Not a light, but the light. It's a dark world out there today. I have found that Jesus is the only light out there. And the choice is ours whether we want to live in that light or stumble along in the darkness with everyone else. It's not just a matter of seeing the path before us, but seeing the life in front of us. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.